the time of the morning where we say top of the morning to Brandimashaile bobbing and weaving after watching the president take the vaccine last night. Brandy, are you well? I am blessed. It's a blessing, Braminos, to be talking to you and to be engaging with the heavyweight champion listeners of this heavyweight early morning show called Sound and Awake. Good to have you, Brandy. Are you ready for the Jackson? <laughs> Let's rock and roll. It rock. It, it's time to do just that. Brandy, obviously, uh, we, we passed Valentine's. We are midway through the month. It's exciting. And obviously, month end is on the horizon. Uh, criminal activity tends to, you know, go up and down. But uh, it's ever present. Yes, sir, it's ever present. And what is interesting, Brahmanda, is how do they, how do criminals target you? How do they single you out? What do they do to make you a target? We always ask ourselves, why me? Why not the other person? Which is what we would want to say. Long story short, Brahmanda, um, criminals also apply scientific methods to single out who they want to and have as a victim. One of those things, Brahmanda, I'll go uh, through them one by one. They start off by identifying you from your behavior. Let me cite a few examples. You walk in the streets in Sentin, you are wearing your uh, Rolex watch and you're walking by yourself and there's no one around you and you're busy on the phone. They want the Rolex. They've been looking for a Rolex. They probably know from where you bought the Rolex or from someone else who's close to you that you have a Rolex. Number two, they know that you, your state of mind is divided between uh, your walking, your uh, conversation on the phone, and your element uh, of safety. There's zero focus on the element of safety. They profile, they look at that behavior, and then they pounce on you. This is just one of those examples. After them profiling you, Brahmanza, they analyze um, that profile. Uh, how do they profile you? They collect, they collect information um, from the people around you, from uh, the people who you work with, from the people who you do quite a number of things with. They want information. They want to know who you are, where you stay, um, how long have you been in that area, uh, who works directly with you, how many kids you have, how many times do you take them to school, and at what time. That's what profiling is, Brahmanza. And then they can pounce on you. You know, speaking of, uh, you know, the information you tend to share casually, I remember somebody that lives nearby to me who was able to count how many of us we are aware in the house. I was like, wow, really? you counting us? You know, and it kind of scared me because I never told them how many we were in the house, but somehow they worked it out. But Amanda, that's what they do. Um, you go live in a new area. Um, you drive your car, whether it's a fancy car or it's an old car or any kind of car. The people in that area, particularly those who commit crime, um, would be interested in your going uh, the going on uh, in or around your life and they take it from their brahmanza 
they plan um, to attack you. When they see you driving into um, that area or that space at any time of the day, they want an opportunity, a perfect opportunity would be presented by casualness um, that you display, would be um, displayed by um, responding to the questions. Brahmans have been asked on a number of questions. Where do you stay? Um, living in the Western End, I tell them that I live in the Val. Living in the Val, I tell, I tell those people who ask me a question that I live in Rustenburg. Living in Rustenburg, I tell them that I live in Pretoria. So that they shouldn't go around that area circling, looking for your car, which might be unique from other cars in that area, and knowing where you stay and checking your times and then hitting in on you. When people ask me, how many kids do you have? I get straight to the point, Brahmanda. Whether you think I'm rude or not, I really do not matter. I protect myself. I tell people when they ask me, how many kids do you have? You know, in meetings where you meet people, how many um, kids do you have? I tell them that's now private and personal information. What are you going to do with that information? No, 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 no. We're just asking, you know, um, uh, we, 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 we're just asking, but they will not tell you how many kids they have. Yes. So some, some of these questions that they ask you, it's a direct question um, that seeks intelligence around you. And you casually answer, I can Albana by two, can Albana by three, I have three or four kids. And they will ask you, um, how old are they? They want to establish your age now. They also want to establish quite a number of things. You have to tell them how old your firstborn is. Um, all of you who are listening to this um, conversation with Brahmanza, when those questions come in my line of interest and work and expertise and professionalism, information uh, gets converted into intelligence. When they cross out with you, they sell information to people who might also not um, be liking you um, as, as, as it were. Be careful of the information that you divulge. Stop telling people where you live, how much your car costs, how much your, uh, your clothes cost, uh, when you are going to buy your Rolex, um, um, how much your cell phone costs, because it exposes you as a valuable target. Yeah, because I've, I've also found myself uh, being asked such questions. And when I say, why do you ask? Uh, the, the answer is never clear. Or I will give an answer that I think is all right and ask the same question of them and the answer is never clear. But Amanda, we unintentionally expose ourselves to crime and criminals, like I said, they identify you from your behavior, from what you say, from how you dress, from how you walk and from your response to simple questions they might send over someone over to you and them not coming directly to you and then they will ask um people around you hey brahmanza who's this guy that we're talking to and then brahmanza or uh, and you will just answer innocent oh this is the new guy man uh, this guy just told me works at bml at bmw at ibm or he works at Fair Dale or Sales House. Okay, what is he doing? What is this guy doing at, at MTN or Fair Dale? No, this guy is responsible for the storage of uh, cell phones. Um, he has in his power, in his possession, uh, the cell phones that are under his watch um, would be around 100, 200 million. They now identify value from you. That's what criminals do. And then they would ask, 
what time is this guy going to work? Maybe I'm guy lives. I can see that this guy is working, or I can see that this guy travels every day. Maybe we can share um, uh, transport uh, to uh, that particular end. They want to find out from you what time do you go to the cell phones on which days. On those particular days or at that time, they would then send people to walk in with you at your place of work early in the morning, 7 o'clock, which is what happened to MTN just in front of the Sentinel police station. They came in with a gentleman who has the key to the cell phone storage in the basement of MTN, which is right in front um, opposite uh, the... Uh, Sentinel police station. How many cell phones did they take there, Bramanza? I don't know, but they walked in with him. It was quiet. No one saw that there was a robbery. Uh, a long time after they have gone, as I was um, briefed or informed, uh, the employees, the security guards, only were able to rush to the police station, and those guys disappeared into thin air. So be careful about what you do at work what time you knock in, what time you knock out. It's very important that you withhold that information from any other person who says, what is your ID number? Um, What's your home address? If there is no legal reason why you must provide such details, please don't provide those details. Hey, but the temptation is always there, um, because as you know, these people get clever every day. They will bring somebody that looks so innocent to a point where it just becomes so easy for you to be trusting of them. Bramanza, I know when people want to hack me. Hack me means get into my mind, through my emotions. Once I get asked those questions by someone who uh, is very close to me, um, I, I go into that defensive mode, even if I don't show it. Um, I go into that mode and say, I, in fact, that question I really don't think that I should answer because it's not going, going to give you any other value. I would try to establish, a, a nice, that's a nice way of saying, what are you going to do with that information? It can be a close friend of mine, very close friend of mine, but I will not divulge that information. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult <laughs> one. And obviously, it, it's about managing information. Now, when you've got children, Brandy, because if they can't get through to you, they're likely to try and get through to you to, uh, via your children. How, how do you then advise parents to make their children aware of, of such tricks? Um, many years ago, you and I, the days when we used to have the Michael Jackson had the, the, had the Afro, um, and you had the pen. We were told when we were growing up, don't talk to strangers. Do not accept sweets from people that you don't know. What currently happens now from a child kidnapping and human trafficking point of view, and the many real cases that you and I have seen in the Western Cape, in KZN, in Limpopo, in Gauteng from... Um, child kidnapping or human trafficking. We have learned that from the little friends who were playing with uh, child A or B. We, were learn- we have learned that they were given sweets to follow this particular person. Or this particular person sent them to the shop and told them where he stays, which was not their real place, and kidnapped the child. So parents who are listening to this conversation between you and I um, must teach out their children, must go back to basics. We don't talk to strangers, and we don't accept gifts from strangers. 
um, uh, when you are a woman, uh, like in the olden days, when people flake, uh, whistle at you, or cat call you, keep on going. When a, a car suddenly stops next to you and the window is rolled down and they tell you how nice and how beautiful you look, your dress, and many of those things. Keep on walking. Look for the nearest gate where you can uh, walk into, if it, even if it's a street in Soweto, Begazal or Mamilodi. Go into the house and say, there is this thing that is happening so that the people there can help you. Do not create an opportunity for a criminal to get close to you because what they will do, um, they will go into your mind, they will press your emotional button. You will talk to them, they'll be so nice, they'll be so unbelievably uh, wonderful, knowing their intention, um, that their intention is not good. And you, assuming that their intention is good and well, don't make assumptions. And, and, and not do anything. Make assumptions and test them. What do I mean? You can think that that particular person is a good person and you still have to ask him or her, who are you to greet me? What's your name? Where do you come from? That's what I normally do. What's your name? Where do you come from? Where do you work? These are the questions that I ask people who come into my space, Brahmanda, when I am suspicious uh, of the behavior. I would ask, what's your interest in me? You know what they do? They walk away. I know. Hey, I saw reporting. Hey, you have your problems. That's what they would want to do. Um, attack you emotionally and walk away. <laughs> you have your problems. Also, <laughs> 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 uh, Brent, you know, um, things have changed over time. You know, gone are the days where people would have conversations over the fence in the morning while cleaning the yard. Um, you, you will find that your neighbor will never say anything to you about anything until such time you probably meet at the gate and they talk about activity that was in your yard that they, they never spoke about at the right time until they see you. But Amanda, the less your neighbors know about you, the better. And what do I mean? Personal and private information must not be in the public. One. Two. When you get exposed to that conversation, it only tells you about one thing, which is the sad thing that criminals do, surveillance. People have put you under surveillance and you're not aware. Criminals put you under surveillance and you're not aware. A few days before that MTN store was robbed, Brahmanza, I happened to have parked somewhere around that area. And there's an, a bus stop on Summit Road, um, on the road towards Bryanston. I saw these two tall uh, gentlemen, funny um, that uh, they were speaking a foreign, uh, a foreign language, foreign nationals, um, to be nice and to be uh, respectful. And a few days later, the shop gets robbed. When they were sitting there, Bramanda, there's no bus stop. I asked, uh, there's no bus that goes that way. Is there a bus that goes this way? No. And then I asked the guy who's selling scopas, uh, who's uh, selling, and this gentleman, uh, this people, the hawkers. I asked them, why are these people sitting there? This guy says, I don't know. They came through to me here. They bought um, some, um, some peanuts and they walked away. And they've been there for about one and a half hour. And they didn't know where they disappeared to. So long story short, I did my, my, my linkages in my head when I learned that the shop uh, was robbed. And the description of those guys uh, fitted uh, the people who worked in with the security guard at that store.
What I did not do, which is what I normally do, Bramanza, when I see suspicious behavior, I normally, um, I was next to my car, I normally um, uh, uh, train my camera. Train my camera means uh, focus my camera on these suspicious characters so that you can have images. But for that particular day, I kept engaging with a friend who was with me. I, I did not take the pictures of those guys. I would have just provided a photo to uh, the police uh, from the Sentinel police station to say, are these not your suspects? Long story short, you will always be under surveillance given your behavior, and you'll also be under surveillance when you are not operating like you are living in a war zone. When you are living in a war zone, Bramanda, you are security conscious. Am I saying that we must be neurotic? No. What am I saying? What I'm saying to you, uh, heavyweight champion listener, what I'm saying to you is very simple. Be alert. Be vigilant. Look at uh, signs and symptoms um, of behavior that um, suggest something. When your neighbor peeps over your fence, ask yourself, what does he want to see? And what is he going to do with that information? And you have to ask those questions directly. Why Ushebile Kamukin? Is there something that fell over the side? How can I help? Were you looking for me? How can I help you? So that you go into their minds because basically what they would want to do is to go into your mind, study your behavior through you. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's a fine line between <laughs> just being neighborly and friendly and being conscious. Cautious, I mean. A, a super fine line. A super fine line. A super thin line. Um, you have got to be conscious. Bramanza, um, where, I have, where I'm stopped now, I long left home at about 4 a.m. so that I should beat the traffic. Where I am now, I'm sitting in my car. I'm looking around. Um, I'm at the filling station now. There's light. I am parked in a clearly lit spot. I'm looking around. I looked at the, uh, the guys who were helping me just fill my petrol tank. And I'm seeing a security company car that uh, came through to check um, at my car because it has dark windows. So long story short, when you sit in any position at any place, be vigilant. Make sure that your car is ready to fly should you be cornered. Um, at this time of the day, don't park, uh, park at the two uh, minutes distance behind the car at the robot. If you are the only car uh, you drive and uh, there's only you and a car um, behind or in front of you, make sure that at the robot you don't park behind that car. Park parallel. If there are three lanes, park at the extreme right lane or the um, extreme left lane so that if uh, um, people or individuals who get out of the car next to the robot or the, uh, uh, the stop street, you're able to... Uh, um, release your 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 brakes and you accelerate uh, to towards safety and security. So once again, be aware of your surroundings at all times. Bramanda, be aware of your surroundings at all times because you are under surveillance. Um, when you are not aware that you are under surveillance, when you leave your house, they practice. They would practice um, how to close in on you. And they would, this is how they practice. When you pull out of your driveway, um, reversing out of your driveway into your main street, these gentlemen or these um, uh, rogues would then be 
uh, would then be approaching you and greeting you or passing by your car as if there are people who are uh, simple and ordinary people passing by. Morning, and then you say morning and think that these are nice and wonderful people. They are checking your reflexes, how fast you are, your attitude. They're looking basically for weaknesses. Brahminos, I'm a strategist by training and profession. We always look for weaknesses. If it's a Goliath, we go for the head. If uh, it's Brahmanda, it's a gentleman of the house, we go for the head of the house. And we go to the head of the head of the house. Uh, your head in this particular instance, uh, like in all instances that we've discussed earlier on, your head uh, is the place that uh, criminals go into so that they can press an emotional button and make you less, sus- uh, less suspecting of behavior. They press the emotional button from your head and they make you relax. Remember that all criminals battle to control your mind. When they point a firearm at you, they want you to be confused. They want you to take commands and instructions. They want to instill fear through your mind. So all at all times, at all costs, remain vigilant, remain calm. Don't be overly friendly. Uh, don't be overly neurotic. Maintain a healthy balance if you can. Yes, do that. Um, go, go to the extreme. Go to the extreme, Ramanda, because... And um, like I shared with uh, your listeners, when I was hijacked, people walked by my car. I didn't, three boys walked by my car. I didn't see anything. I didn't see it coming. I didn't even see the distance. I didn't even do anything that would have uh, saved me from being hijacked way back in 1997. Be careful when you are parked at a certain distance and people stop suddenly a few meters away from you. Get out of the car, walk into the convenience store, walk um away from your car so that people are not able uh, to corner you in a confined space. When you sit in a car and they pull up a firearm, you are in a confined space. There's nothing that you can do. Even when you have your firearm, you won't do anything with it. So long story short, when the suspicious behavior around you and your car, get out of your car, uh, walk about 100, 200 meters away from your car so that uh, you can see what is going on. And always train your eye. Keep your eyes on your car and the people around and walk towards your car with a number of people or someone that you know the security guard same thing that should happen at our houses sure brandy that's uh, a lot of food for thought as per usual hashtag remain vigilant absolutely hashtag remain vigilant because when you are not vigilant you are exposing yourself as a target you are a willing victim yeah that's sobering brandy once again a big thank you we got a date next week thursday wishing you a fabulous weekend awesome belief that's brandy michelle on sfm hey yeah a lot of worry eh? a lot of worry it is what we say sometimes that uh, works against us question of minding your language mind what you say